Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. I got the belly for it, but I don't have the beard. What can I say? Uh, welcome to the show, everybody. Happy Monday, as always. Good to have you here uh, joining me. And it is a happy Monday because, as always, we get to talk to some great, incredible people. Uh, we're going to be talking community. We're going to be talking music. We're going to be talking about a lot of things. And I'm just grateful that you're here to uh, enjoy it. And uh, perhaps you're watching live. And if you are watching live, then I'd appreciate you. I don't know why the last couple of days I've just not even spitting it out right. Um, if you are watching live, there, I just got to slow down. Please take the time to say hello in the comments below. Now, wherever you're watching from, uh, we do broadcast throughout the world, which is we are in uh, South Africa. We are in uh, United Kingdom. We're, we're in Australia. We're throughout the United States and, of course, here in Canada and lots of different places as well. So um, thanks for watching. And uh, we'll say hello to you if you say hello to us. There's Barry. Barry's out there saying hello. Good afternoon to you, Barry. And hello back to Deborah. If she's around somewhere as well. And who else we got out there? Here I go. To, I need a producer. You want to, Barry? You want to be my producer? You want to run things or whatever? So then that way I just got to go like this. I got to, I try to multitask. I got a mouse over here. I got the keyboard here. I got stuff over. I got three screens. Anyway, I guess I really shouldn't make any excuses. Hope you've had a good weekend, uh, wherever you've been. Uh, Barry, did you get out to do anything over the weekend? Barry, did you get to enjoy anything out there? The snow is upon us. And I guess now it's, uh, well, I, I know I've been listening to the radio. I always know it's officially Christmas when I listen to CHOK radio, honestly. And I hear the first Christmas song out there. And uh, I heard it the other day. Actually, it was, it was like, um, it, I think it was Thursday or Friday. So uh, happy Thanksgiving to our American friends, of course, as well. And I think it was around then that I heard the first Christmas song. And CHOK is the official one for me that says, okay, it's okay to say Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays, or however you want to say it. Um, it's just a joyous time of year. At least I hope it is a joyous time of year for you as well. Oh, who else is out there? Oh, there, Oswald's Diner. I'm guessing that's probably Karen because I don't think Art would know how to do it. Are you going to tell him I said that? <laughs> Oswald's Diner, thanks so much for being here. Hey, they're open uh, Monday is it Monday through Wednesday till 6.30 or Monday through Thursday at 6.30 at night? I'm sorry if I got that wrong, uh, but let me know in the comments. But they're opening later because, well, they're, they're just, they've got great food and they're busy. I was in there the other day and finally had the meatloaf. That, and, you know, that's the first time I've had meatloaf in a very long time. And I really enjoyed it. I'm not. I'm not just saying that. I, and the, the thing I do love about Oswald's is it's a family atmosphere, including the food, home cooked, and everything. So uh, now I'm hungry. Okay, show's over. I gotta go to Oswald's. Get there before six thirty. <laughs> Let us know, Oswald's. So I so I, I get it right out there. Let everybody know your new times that you got there and what days of the week. Um, and on top of that. Um, well, I ran into uh, an old friend of mine the other day that I hadn't seen in a while, too. So it seems to be like uh, Christmas time is when you run into a bunch of people you don't normally see, I guess. It's probably because um, people come home for Christmas to stuff. I guess when, especially when you're younger. I remember when I was in my 20s, right? It was like people would go away for school and stuff, and then they'd come back. Um, 
So it was nice to run into an old friend I hadn't seen in a while. He says, uh, I spent Saturday cleaning up the leaves. Glad to have that. Oh, yes. Uh, I, I'm glad my wife got that job done, too. <laughs> I'm not good in the yard at all. I confess, I don't cut the grass because um, I have a son that can do that. <laughs> and uh, shoveling snow is hard. My, my lower back doesn't like it. At least that's what I've been telling them for years, and I've been getting away with it. Um, and I don't think my son winds doing the snow because we got one of those electrical shovels. I, I was thinking of buying a um, uh, what do you call it? snowblower. I almost bought a snowblower, and then I thought, you know, the year that I buy a snowblower. There's going to be no snow. And then the year that I don't buy one, there'll be a whole bunch. So would it make more? Maybe if I go buy one and then there's no snow, is that better? I don't know. Who shovels the snow at your house, Barry? <laughs> and uh, the other thing that makes it nice and official for me being Christmas is we got out to the uh, Lisa Aubin Christmas party. We were invited once again. This is our fourth year being there. Thank you, Lisa Aubin, for having us. And just a fantastic, amazing dinner and uh, refreshments and entertainment. CDDC was the band again. And it's just, and it's, it's an opportunity too that I get to, um, to actually sit and chat with a lot of people that I know that are there and that I don't normally get to sit down and chat and do that with. And Lisa Aubin even herself said this is a time that she gets to sit down. So, and she, I know she's very appreciative of all of us were there at the formerly the holiday and the Sunridge. I guess I better get that right at some point. Um, so there we were, Jennifer and I, we were having fun uh, in front of the uh, the Lisa Aubin Christmas party photo booth. We had a good time. And it's nice. And I got to wear my Christmas tie. I didn't wear my Christmas tie. Did, I guess, is this a Christmas tie? Is this okay for Christmas? It's sort of a candy cane look, right? Somebody said, why don't you wear the Santa suit? No. Uh, the painted cat had me do that one year, had me in the Santa suit, and that was a few years ago. Shh, don't give anybody any ideas. Don't don't give Oswald any ideas and say, "Hey, Dave, come on down here and uh, bring your candy canes. Get, we'll give you some candy canes to get out or something like that." Right? So uh, there's an idea. Oswalds, I would do that for you if you if you rent the Santa suit. I would come in and I would sit out and give out candy canes. And there you got the proof of it right there. Anyway, we had a good time. Uh, down there at the Lisa Aubin Christmas party. I want to say thanks to her once again for having us. We look forward to it every year. And now that it's officially Christmas, I guess I can officially tell you that once again, we will be live streaming the Santa Claus Parade, proudly put on by the Sarnia Kinsmen here in Sarnia. And it will be this Saturday, December the 7th. We'll start broadcasting uh, about quarter to six. We'll go live and we'll start talking to you. We're going to go live from the Royal LePage Key Realty Building. Once again, we want to say thank you to them for supporting us and giving us a space to broadcast. And our title sponsor, Blue Water Power Group of Companies, who's been supporting us for many years now, and we really appreciate their support. And we've got some other supporters that are going to be um, supporting us. Other supporters that are going to be supporting us. Gee, what a great way to say something. And forward to that and getting out there and seeing all the floats in the Santa Claus Parade. And of course, the jolly fellow himself will be there. Yes, looking forward to him. And I don't know if you noticed last year, he's got a brand new float with all, I forget how many lights. Um, maybe, we, maybe we should reach out and have Santa Claus on here. What do you think? Do you guys want to see Santa Claus? 
And uh, we'll go back to Barry. He says, funny, I have a snowblower. The first year we bought it, there was barely any snow, and I had to test it, though it was big. Yeah, <laughs> right? That's just the way it is. So check that out. We'll be live. I'll be posting on Facebook. It will be live on Facebook. And if you can't catch it live, we'll be uh, re-uploading. the. You'll be able to see it after as well, and we'll be sending it up to YouTube and some other places as well. So uh, I'm very grateful to the Sarnia Kinsman Club. He works very hard to do lots in the community here, including – this one, the uh, Christmas parade, which we're looking forward to this Saturday from the Royal LePage Key Realty Building. And speaking of Christmas, we had them on here last week, some of the cast from the Nightingale Chorus, When Christmas Comes to Town. And um, I look forward to this every year as well. And, I, and actually, I'm really excited for this year because we didn't make it out last year. I forget why. Um, but we're going to get to it. This is, in fact, it's been a couple of years since we've been there. So I, I love Christmas. I really do love Christmas. And I, I don't get me wrong. I don't go crazy with presents and stuff like that. But um, one of the reasons I love Christmas, I've and if you know me, you've heard me say it before, it's the one time of year you can be nice to people and they won't accuse you of having a reason for being nice to them. You know what I mean? Why is he being nice if I, in July? But if I do it, oh, it's, he's being nice because it's Christmas. Anyway. The Nightingale Chorus in their 24th year, um, and Carrie Bullshop, the lead on this, started this many years, 24 years ago. And I can't get her in front of a camera. You know, she's uh, she makes it all about all the cast and everybody else involved. And if you want to see that interview, it was last week with some of the cast, and they've got a bit of a new set coming. I wasn't even allowed to show the set. We had to when we went there and set up. It was oh, you can only do this over here. So anyway, looking forward to that. Go to ImperialTheater.net to get your tickets once again for. The Nightingale Chorus, When Christmas Comes to Town, starts December 11th at the Imperial Theater. And um, more karaoke. I'll be back at the Moose Lodge on December the 20th. It's normally the fourth Friday of the month, but because of the Christmas holiday, um, and we're going to be away um, December 20th, 8 to midnight, at the Moose Lodge, who's another great community supporter. And not just they support here on the show, but they give back into this community thousands of dollars. And we have a lot of fun there with karaoke, even if you don't sing. If you don't sing, just come on out. We need people to clap for those of us that do sing. And if you don't sing, um, they have beverages there. It might help. I don't know. And they have food there as well. And we just have a good time out there at the Moose Lodge. Always looking forward to that. This month, December the 20th, hope you'll come and join us. And they're having their New Year's Eve party as well. The Song Machine Band is going to be there. And go to Moose Lodge on Facebook to find out more and get your tickets for that. All right. Oh, and just in time, my friend Danny Cochamilio is joining me as I get ready to talk about the Sarnia Sting. Danny Cochamilio, um, stay tuned, Danny, because we're going to talk about a game. Yeah. Uh, last time, Danny Cochamilio, he always joins me for the when the Sioux Greyhounds come to town. And the first time the Sioux came to town, um, the Sarnia Sting beat them. And then the last time Danny was there, the Sarnia Sting didn't beat them. And then they went on the road. Well, we're going to talk about that, that right now. More than a game, the Sarnia Sting. And here's your Sarnia Sting recap brought to you by Oswald's Diner and our friends at Active Ears Hearing. Better hearing begins with you. Here's the close-up look. It started out against the Niagara Ice Dogs last week. And while things were tied up in the beginning, the Niagara Ice Dogs would come out to dominate that. And final five to two. And we caught up with Brad Stobitz after this game. And uh, notably, we will say, though, that uh, Nolan Dillingham got his first OHL career goal. So we were excited for that. But we did, uh, again, we caught up with 
uh, Coach Brad Stobitz, and we're going to take it to that interview right now. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Your post game is just Coach Brad Stavitz. Uh, Brad, I thought uh, you guys had your chances in a, a case maybe where Niagara just kind of capitalized on theirs, and unfortunately, you guys, uh, I think maybe the turning point at the end of that second period, five on three, just couldn't uh, get that equalizer. Yeah, no, you have to take advantage of those. We got to create more on those when you get those opportunities in a game. And you know, tip our hats, they did a good job of shutting down our chances. They blocked a lot of shots. They were desperate in their zone. They collapsed in front of their net well and. Even times when they collapsed down, we got the puck low to high and our D-man was walking into a wall of three guys laying down the block shots. So, you know, they did a good job on that, but, uh, the, you know, that's no excuse. you got to find ways. we got to out-battle them in their end. And uh, the chances we did give them were great days. I mean, that three-on-one, two of the goals were just absolute backdoor tap-ins. we got to be more responsible with the puck. They came from turnovers, one at the offensive blue line and one in our own end where we just had to make simpler decisions. You guys haven't had any worries at all about scoring goals this year they've kind of gone in at will uh, things have maybe dried up here a little bit the last couple of weeks uh, just holding the sticks a little too tight and the case where you know they start to go in and all of a sudden it goes the other way yeah I think it was that and we had attributed you know to uh, less production to our transition game guys weren't working into spots to get pucks uh, you know if they cleared a puck into the neutral zone guys weren't getting out of the zone quick so we could reattack, and we just weren't able to create because we were slow slow out of our transition and we've been having a tough time handling the puck and connecting two passes together you can't play a fast aggressive game like that so i thought we were better tonight with that i thought you know we were okay to good in our transition um but it, it was the desperation of the game the one-on-one battles is what is where let down was tonight now this is obviously been a very streaky team this year the losing streak to start a couple five game win streaks now it's five out of six lost i mean Getting almost into December, do you know what this team is or what it's capable of doing yet? I think the belief is is high in the room that we're a good team and, and a team that could really push this and, and take it far. Um, it is streaky, and, and that's the inconsistency in, in, I guess, the compete that we have day in, day out. And I think we got a lot of young guys that have to realize it's it doesn't come easy when things are going good. Every game's just as hard as it was the night before, and... And we got to stay consistent with that work when we get away with it. And just talking about our transition game, it's about working in the D zone. It's about working back for pucks, working to get open. Um, once that's at a consistent level, I think, you know, things will level out. And we believe that we can be a winning team. You mentioned the young guys. I mean, um, you know, a lot of young guys at the back end getting a lot of minutes now. What is the status going forward for Ashton and, uh, and Kelton? Yeah, we can't quite get a timeline on him yet. It's still, you know, Kelton's injury is pretty fresh, just waiting for things to settle down. Ashton's been starting to make some progress, but uh, he's still a ways out. So uh, guys have been stepping up and playing those minutes. It's nice to have Colton Cameron back in the lineup tonight, who's a, you know, call him, he's in his third year. I uh, can lean on him a bit. Um, but those minutes are being spread out, and, and we got to get moving that puck and working as a unit back there instead of individuals once the main minute guys are taken out of the picture. One more positive note, uh, Nolan Dillingham with his first OHL career goal. He had a chance to uh, congratulate him on that. Yeah, as soon as he came off, it was it's good to see him do that. Actually, he played a good game for us. Um, talk about guys picking up their minutes and, and doing a good job. I thought Nolan played a good, solid game. He had a lot of shot on, shots on net. It was nice that that one snuck through for him. 
Um, it's always good to get a goal in this league for him and get that monkey off his back before it's a big gorilla hanging on you. All right, and there you go. Once again, Coach Brad Stobitz uh, talking about their loss after to, to the Niagara Ice Dogs. And uh, we did mention in there, of course, uh, Nolan Dillingham getting his first OHL career goal. And then, of course, uh, moving on, they would play the Sioux Greyhounds and would win that one huge. Danny, if you're still listening, uh, eight to three over the Sioux Greyhounds. And again, it just, I, it's like Brad Stobbs said, once you get that, that monkey off your back, you get that first goal, uh, you maybe start doing it again because Nolan Dillingham again getting his second career OHL goal. So congratulations to Nolan Dillingham. And then, unfortunately, they would come back to a loss against the Flint Firebirds. We've said it many times before in the past. Flint and the Sting, Flint just seems to be a thorn in their side. Although they've been able to beat them this year, it's still a little bit of a rivalry going on there as well. So we'll be back at the Sarnia Sting on the concourse. Uh, never know who's going to join. I think it might, Jay Peckham might be coming back to join me. He's been off for a while. Um, as the teddy bear toss happens at the Progressive Auto Sales Arena and the Sarnia Sting will play host to the Saginaw Spirit. Looking for a win down there. And who's going to get the first goal for the Sarnia Sting so that those thousands of teddy bears get thrown in there? Um, I'm putting my money on Sam Bitten. I think Sam Bitten's going to do it for us this year. Uh, that's your Sarnia Sting recap. Once again, brought to you by Oswald's Diner and Active Ears Hearing Center here in Sarnia. All right. Well, tis the season of giving as well. And although giving is needed all year round, this is a special time of year for our friends at the Inn of the Good Shepherd and our friend, Executive Director, Miles Vanny is here to join us this week. Miles, how are you today? Good afternoon, Dave. Very good. Thanks. Very good. Thanks. Thanks for being here again. The snow is starting to fall a little bit, so Christmas is here. It is. We can officially say, I think we get a little nervous, like, oh, we're going to say that word or whatever, <laughs> but um, it is a it is a nice time of year, and I know it's an important time of year uh, for the Inn of the Good Shepherd. Exactly. This, uh, you know, as you said earlier, you know, we need giving all year round to help the folks that, that are struggling and need it, but the Christmas season is our, our number one season, and we'll, we'll uh, hopefully raise about uh, 40% of, of all our our, our donations in this Christmas season, both food and, and financial. So that makes it, yeah. uh, makes it so important for us. And uh, uh, lots of opportunities though in this community to be able to do that, to, uh, to give and to share. Yeah, for sure. And I always like to remind people, cause you educated me a long time ago. Uh, the end of the good shepherd needs 40,000 pounds of food every month, right? Absolutely. Kind of a staggering amount when you think of it. Uh, it's a little higher than that now. It's, uh, it's grown yeah. in the last uh, last couple of years. But uh, yeah, you know, it's about 48,000 pounds now. And uh, uh, that's, that's a huge amount, but that's helping 1,850 people uh, every month. Unfortunately, 700 of those are children that rely on food at some point in the month from the food bank. Yeah. Well, and let, let's talk about that, that, uh, that number that's gone up because... Uh, um, I know you and I've had the conversation before. It's like, well, why is that happening? And um, a lot of the times the end of the Good Shepherd is being used by maybe people you just might not think would be using that, right? Absolutely. I, you know, I think uh, there's always that myth out there that, well, if you're using the food bank, well, you're just too lazy to get a job. But the reality is the majority of people, the vast majority of people we're helping are working or they've already worked a lifetime and they're on a retirement pension, or they physically can't work and they're on a disability pension. Um, mm -hmm. So that's that's significantly who it is. Uh, and we've seen as Canada has transitioned over the last few years where the majority of people now are working in Canada 
aren't aren't working that that dream where you've got a full-time well-paying job with benefits the majority yeah. of Canadians now are working part-time trying to hold down two or three uh part-time jobs and struggling with you know inconsistent hours you know maybe this month or this week they get 10 hours and next week it's 20 and then they're back down again so that makes it very difficult for a family to budget and to to manage their finances to pay all those bills yeah. And I, you know, I think it's important to let people know too, that, you know, while there's, there's some people that are using it, um, it's, it, it's often temporary for some families as well, because life does change. Things go up and down and, you know, you've typically, you've got mom and dad working and maybe you've got mom and dad working and one of them a part-time job. Like, and there, there's just still so many hours in the week, right? And okay. somebody can get exhausted. And one of the things that's really heartening for us is that, uh, um, pretty often we'll get somebody come to our reception window and they want to make a donation. Maybe they've got a bag of food or a, a financial donation and they'll just kind of quietly say as they hand it over, it's like, you know, I used your services a couple of years ago and I, I'm back on my feet and I just want to make sure you're there for others that, that uh -huh. have a time of struggle. So that tells us there's that, there's that consciousness of, you know, uh, I need the services and the supports. So I'll use it while I need it. Um, but then uh, when I'm back on my feet, you know, I, I want to help and make sure others are looked after as well. Yeah. Well, that really shows, uh, aside from the kindness factor, that um, what the end of the Good Shepherd is doing in our community is is really appreciated. Yeah. Um, and and it's been there. It's been around since 1981. Yeah. Yeah. Thirty. Well, like a lot of food banks, uh, we were set up in the early 80s when there was a recession going on, Reaganomics, and and there was a lot of layoffs and closures in the valley. Um, and the thought was, well, we'll, uh, you know, when things get better, we won't need food banks. But unfortunately, as society has changed, um, you know, a lot of our families now that, that need help, it used to be that you would get help from a family member in the, in the community. You know, uh, everybody lived together in the, and grew up in the community they were born in. Uh, but now uh, people have moved all over the country. So a lot of cases, there isn't immediate family in in the home or in the town that you're living in because, you know, parents have moved to Calgary and, uh, you know, the, the uh, brothers have moved somewhere else. So, so Judy, they... please call 342, Judy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. When, That's all right. <laughs> when uh, when there is a, a something happened in the family, their family members aren't right there to look after them. So it's yeah. more on the community to do that. So things like that, because of the economic situation and the the job demographics, um, it's kind of enshrined food banks like the inn in is a part of the community fabric now. Yeah, and let's talk about the services uh, as well because I, I think. Uh, most people, especially this time of year, I think the first thing that comes to the mind when you say the end of the Good Shepherd, the word food jumps right out at them. Um, but there's a lot more going on there from like income tax alone is a huge service, right? Well, and, and that's a really good point because, um, yeah, we, we helped uh, over 3,000 people so far this year do their income taxes, get their taxes uh, done. Um, and the United Way has come on board is to help support that program. But one of the things that we really like with the, it, it, with the income tax, it's a preventative program. We did a survey of, of people using that particular program uh, this spring, and fully a third of the people, that's the only contact they have with the inn. It's the only support or service they get from the inn is getting their income taxes done, which means because we're able to do their taxes, that senior is now getting their guaranteed income supplement or that parent's getting the child tax benefit. 
And with that regular benefit coming in now, they don't need to use our services, our food bank or other community services. So it really does give them that opportunity to be independent and self-reliant rather than relying on the community. So that's a great program we love because it helps people be independent. Yeah, I guess you could call that preventative. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, spending a few minutes with somebody helping them do their taxes means that they don't have to be coming back for other services. Yeah. And uh, it, it is important because, it, well, I mean, depending on your situation, of course, but I mean, that, that, that kind of thing can, I don't know about you, but it can be confusing to oh. understand. And you I, like, have you ever tried to do it yourself? Yeah. And, and, and who has, who, you know, was the, the time or the, the confusion with the forms and the numbers and all that sort of stuff. And, and uh, it, yeah, it's very difficult. They don't have access to a computer to e-file it, that sort of thing. So a little bit of, you know, and we've got a great team of volunteers that, that, you know, help in that program, but it has a, a huge impact for, for people. So yeah. those, there's lots of those kinds of things. We have all our Christmas programs right now. We do an adopt a family. So for those families that, you know, they just know they're not going to get uh, much of a, a opportunity to have Christmas for their kids, lots of pressure on parents uh, uh, yeah. this to, uh, to provide. And if they're not getting many hours at work, it's very difficult. So we have this adopt a family program set up so that we can grant some kids their wishes. 300 households uh, last year we helped uh, to make sure those, those children get, get a Christmas morning. And, you know, to add to that point, uh, the stress of it all, I guess, right? I mean, uh, and, and being in a financial position, perhaps, where oh, you don't want to let the kids down, uh, you don't want to let your wife down, vice versa, all that stuff. Or, um, or you, you miss making a rent payment because you want to get stuff for your kids. Right. And then you're in a, in a bind that way. So. Yeah. And does that, does that, uh, what about, let's talk mental health for just a moment. Cause that, that kind of stress and stuff can, uh, participate or, or, uh, what am I trying to say? You know, contribute to somebody's mental health. Is there support for that as well? Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's where we're conscious about some of the things we do. It's, it's, it's helping provide a service, those backpacks for back to school time or winter coats and that, but the, the, the relief it takes off of the household and particularly, as you mentioned, from a mental health point of view, um, having that stress um, really deteriorates your health. Um, and that's one of the reasons where we've seen um, uh, our, our food amounts go up each month is that we're trying to focus on healthier packages as well so we can get fresh, healthy food out to people. And that's better for their health because the stress of living day to day, trying to figure out how you're going to pay bills and still provide deteriorates that health. So we like to look at programs that we can do that can help from a health and a mental health point of view and our mobile market and our snack pack programs really, uh, really fill in that in those areas. Well, you read my mind. I was going to say, it's not just uh, canned food and just here you go have soup every day. That's, there's some health that has to go on with all of this. And, and the food market I know is uh, recently, I guess last few years, new program or the mobile market. Right. Yeah. And um, that's, that's had a positive effect in the community as well. Yeah. And do you see with that, though, I, I mean, a lot of times, you know, people come to you um, at the end of the Good Shepherd facility, but the mobile market going out into the community, I would think, has an effect as well to say, oh, you're like you're coming to me or you're coming to our neighborhood, I guess. Exactly. Because transportation is a real challenge for the lot of yeah. we're helping. They, they haven't got a vehicle. Maybe transit uh, doesn't go where they need to be or such. So, yeah, with the mobile market, we're at 14 locations throughout Sarnia and throughout the county. 
every week for you know July through to the end of October. So we're able to get that healthy stuff to everybody every every week. And along with that, we piggyback and then our, our uh, a snack pack program is, is delivered through the mobile market and our uh, um, the school backpacks, we distribute some of those through the mobile market. So it's a really good venue to get, uh, get the help to where it's needed. Yeah. And I like how you mentioned uh, not just Sarnia, but the county is supported um, by the uh, by the end of the Good Shepherd as well. Almost, almost all of our programs impact not just the the Sarnia community, but throughout the county. Whether it's rent, utility, or even the the Christmas programs. Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit more about Christmas because tis the season for <laughs> cash calendars as well, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah. this is a, again an important, uh, a significant fundraiser for the end of the Good Shepherd. It is. It's pretty significant for us. Um, we'll we'll raise about thirty thousand uh, dollars through the cash if we sell wow. them. We're really hoping we uh, we sell out. Um, but uh, so it's a significant impact for our programs. Um, it's a bit of a fun thing to do, and and it really makes kind of helps makes Christmas a little bit easier for folks. We're hoping to take some of the stress off off of your shopping uh, because it's a great little gift. Uh, makes uh, for for ten dollars, you get uh, a lot of chances to win. It's a great little stocking stuffer uh, to give out. You know, you got a, a the office uh, office Christmas uh, pool, and you got to get a, a gift for somebody. And what are you going to get? Um, or for that teacher, they don't need another mug. Uh, you know, the cash <laughs> calendar is <laughs> is a great way to to give a little gift. Uh, it's not expensive. Um, uh, gives the the recipient a chance to maybe uh, win something, um, but also has a, has a good uh, positive impact in, in helping. Well, I'll tell you about the positive impact because uh, I think it was two years ago when I when I got my first the great <laughs> stocking stuffers and I I yeah. bought a, a bunch and of course I bought one for my wife. And now, like, I'm a repeat customer because you <laughs> know I I have to go. She has to go to her stocking and it has to be there now, or I'm Santa Claus is in big trouble. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, we've performed a little Christmas magic uh, with the calendar this year because um, we draw every day in January. Um, so there's uh, it's like $7,000 in prices. Plus, we've actually been able to make 32 prizes. In, you know, we've added a day into the month. Okay. Um, so uh, there's going to be a special draw if uh, you take your ticket stub uh, down to Lambton Mall and put it in a, a little uh, barrel at the, uh, uh, the help desk there. Uh, we'll be doing an extra draw for a $500 Lampton Mall gift card, kind of a bonus draw. So there's actually oh wow 32 chances to win uh, from our uh, from our January cash calendar. What a great idea! And uh, I know Lampton Mall. Uh, let's give a shout out to them because they've been huge supporters uh, of the End of the Good Shepherd and a lot of the programs, including down to the construction that will come up in the new year as well, right? That's right. Yeah, the the mall is a great uh, great support of of ours, plus a lot of different programs and agencies yeah. do an awful lot in our community. So it, it's great that they uh, have uh, supported the cash calendar, and there's a little extra prize for folks. So we That's start uh, January first. You want to get that phone call for me on on uh, New Year's Day because it's a thousand dollar prize. You you do all do you are you the guy that makes the call? I make the calls every. It's so much fun to call somebody and say. You know, congratulations! You're you're the lucky winner. It's uh, it's a fun part of the job. You're kind of like Santa Claus after Christmas <laughs> is over. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Well, Miles, thanks. I know you're really busy with a lot of stuff, so I really appreciate you taking the time to be here. 
Um, and we'll, we'll, we're going to keep telling people about the cash calendars. Is there anything else you want to add in the, before I let you go? Just thanks to you, Dave, for telling, helping tell our story and telling all the stories in the community. You do a great job of putting the word out. Well, thanks. I really appreciate that. I'm, I'll buy two cash calendars now. <laughs> <laughs> Miles Rainey, once again, <laughs> thanks for being here. Thanks. All right. Moving on, our friend Miles um, Vanny, from, the executive director from uh, the Inn of the Good Shepherd, joining us there to talk about the cash calendars, a very important part of our community, the Inn of the Good Shepherd is. And as we talked about, of course, we know it's, it's, it's always seems to be about food, but they have so many other programs going on. And uh, this is certainly a time of year where we can help relieve some of that stress for those in our community who need some help. And the cash calendar is a great way for you to do that. They're only $10 and you can go online to the insarnia.ca to get more information or just look them up on Facebook through there as well, of course. All right, let's switch gears a little bit now. We're going to get into some music. We've got a lot of music to talk about, but first we're going to take you out to, you've heard me talking about Sad Fest. Sad Fest? Why would you want to be sad? Well, okay, let's get the musicians in here right now to tell us all about it. They're going to be a part of Sad Fest. Let's welcome the Stone Kickers. Hey, gentlemen. Hey, how's it going, Dave? Nice. Not too bad. Thanks for joining me here today. Well, thanks for having us. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, first of all, I want to ask you about the name, the Stone Kickers. I've always got to know where the name comes from. Oh, the name, we, we fought on names for a while, and we kind of just, uh, it came to us one night. We were just sitting back having a few beers around a fire, and... Uh, <laughs> It just came to us. Yeah. I think you mentioned it, eh? Yeah. What do you think of the Stone Kickers? And yeah, we yeah, it just popped into the head and it sounded good. We liked it, but we went with it. We were sick of the other stuff that we were trying to decide on. <laughs> well, it's good when everybody can agree on something, too. Uh, for those who are just uh, tuning in or watching, the Stone Kickers are going to be a part of Sad Fest coming up on December the 7th. Our friend, our mutual friend Chris and friends have decided to put this together. Um, but uh, just introduce yourselves to everybody so they know who you are. All right, I'm Joe Bissett, and I'm the uh, singer and guitar player. Uh, this is Eddie Russo. He's our drummer. We got our other two members are at work right now, so they couldn't make it. But yeah. yeah that's it. And you guys are from Sarnia? Yeah, we're from Sarnia, yeah. Yep. Okay. And how did the uh, how did the Stone Kickers come to be about? Well, I'll let you take this one, Ed. Well, we had another band before that. Him, uh, him uh, our bass player, Joe, and I. And uh, I guess we called ourselves Tiny Tower. We had a couple small, uh, what do you call them, Jeez. open open mic shows around town. Okay. And then uh, I came here one night, and he had uh, the lead player was here. And um, we all just kind of came down here to the jam room and started playing. And it just we pretty much decided right there that we were going to start a band. And so good. We meshed together well. Yeah, it only took a night or two. We started started a band. Okay, so it's always nice when you when you get together with the right people and things just click and gel, and you just go, you can just feel it, right? And you just sense it. Yeah, and go, yeah totally. we're we're hanging around the right people. Yeah. Dynamics, everything's comfortable. It's good. Yeah. We all like the same kind of music, so yeah. So talk about the music. You guys are you're you're your cover band. You do any of your own stuff too, or are you just strictly do? We don't have any of our own originals. We pretty much we're we're looking uh, to. Be like an exciting bar band that everybody knows the songs, can sing to, and uh, get dancing and just uh, have a good time. Looking right. forward to all the playlists that we have. Yeah. 
So what is, can you give us some insight on the playlist? What you're playing for us? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Tom Petty, Neil Young. Uh, oh, okay. Bond, Johnny Cash. Who I got a country song to the artists that uh, we have a lot of 40, around 40 different songs. 30, 40 okay. different songs. <laughs> Mostly classic rock, country. Yeah. Stuff that gets people dancing. Yeah. Classic rock. You know, you know, some of that classic rock has been around a really long time. They were calling it classic rock when I was in my 20s. So I don't know. Like, <laughs> It might be medieval rock by now, but uh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. It gets everybody going. So that's what counts, right? Yeah. Now, you're part of uh, Sad Fest, which is coming up. Um, and uh, how did how did that come to be for you guys? How did you get involved with that? Well, we uh, we do a lot of open mics with uh, Beer Store Money, and uh, we've done a couple shows, like um, not open mics, but actual shows with them as well. And then they were started talking about it, and uh, we're definitely down for the cause and uh, uh, looking to give people a good show. So it was kind of like, yeah, we're, we're definitely doing it. He was kind enough to fit us in, so we're definitely going excited to play. Yeah. It seems like a, a really uh, there's there's a real social thing going on here too with these. I mean, there's six bands coming together to put uh, make this sad fest work, um, yeah. and they call it sad fest. So the first time I heard it, I was like, "Whoa, that's sad all about." But <laughs> seasonal depression, right? Uh, trying to get people out, and I, the weather really does affect people. And and yeah. uh, you know, the fact that you guys are coming together and a portion of the proceeds is going to be donated to uh, in, in mental health initiatives as well. That's got to make you feel pretty good being a part of that. Yeah, absolutely. We all we all kind of feel some of the depressions and so uh, yeah, we know how it is, and just looking to uh, get people smiling and dancing and feeling better, whatever we can do, right? Yeah, right on. Now, have you been playing uh, locally in 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 bars uh, around Sarnia, or have you stepped out of town, or what, what's your what's your uh, play play scene look like? We normally play in Sarnia. I've played in Vancouver. I mean. We've, I don't know where everybody else has played on their own and, or whatnot, but uh, yeah, we usually play in Sarnia. Okay. Uh, yeah. We had a gig in London, but we never, it got canceled, so we didn't go there, but yeah. Right. Okay. We were willing to travel so, for close for sure. Yeah. Right. So now all of you in the band are, uh, this is, this is like a part-time gig for you though? Oh yeah, for sure. We take it pretty serious. We like to practice <laughs> four or five times it's a week. Definitely, but we all have jobs. Actually. We have day jobs, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Just, How you just just having a good time, maybe a little extra. Well, we can't take that name because Beer Store Money already took it, but uh, I get yeah, the idea behind it, right? <laughs> so what? How are you finding the the music scene in Sarnia? Let's kind of switch gears on this for a minute. Like, are you, are you finding people are 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 still really appreciative of guys like like cover bands like yourself? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. We, we always have great turnouts at the shows. Like the bar is usually pretty. And super nice and gain new fans every time we go to a show. They're always pushing us and we're not playing. And we us. That's that's kind of a Yeah, that's cool. So we're looking. Sorry, oh, sorry go ahead. Yeah, there is uh, lots of music and there's definitely lots of people and I love live music. Lots of musicians and lots of people to play with. Yeah. And you find, and I mean, obviously, the, the thing I noticed about Sad Fest as well, and we've seen, uh, I don't know if you know Harold Collins, you know, he's he's put on uh, Sarnia Indie Nights, and um, there really seems to be, it seemed like it faded for a little while, but it seems to be that 
musical community really supporting each other in in Sarnia Lampton. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of good bands coming out and around now. Um, when we first started, we we didn't really do too much. Or I mean, it was just actually the two of us at the very beginning. Uh, so you get out and shows, you meet all the other musicians. All really a lot of them, and they're really nice people, and everybody has fun. So it makes it all worth it. A lot of them are willing to to have us along, so that helps to become a big family at some point. Yeah, well, I, I think it's great to see, and and there's so much talent around uh, this area that it's nice to see it continue on, and and things like Sad Fest are bringing uh, six bands together in one night. So, um, thanks to you guys for being a part of it, and I appreciate you taking the time to join me here today. Hey, thanks for thanks, having us. Right on. I'll be I'll be there. I got the Santa Claus parade, but I'll be I'm I'm planning on coming down after that to uh, to see some uh, some good rock and roll music going on down there. Right on. We'll be going on around eleven or eleven thirty around there. So yeah, hopefully you make it out and see us. I'll see be there you. to see you. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Thank you. Have a good one. All right, there you go. The Stone Kickers joining us here. They're going to be a part of Sad Fest once again. We've been talking about now. You know, I've been talking about this for a few weeks, and uh, we we've had a couple of the bands, including Beer Store Money, was here to join us as well. And um, somebody said, "Why are you talking about it every week?" So I just said. I just think it's really important. And when I see uh, people take the time um, to put their own effort into something and, uh, you know, collaborate with somebody like the Moose Lodge, they're supporting each other to, to make something happen. I just think it's great. And especially when there's a whole bunch of uh, uh, folks involved, uh, why not talk about it and get out there, get your tickets in advance. You can get them down at cheeky monkey or at the Moose Lodge or from any of the band members for $10 in advance, $15 at the door, uh, supporting the bands, but portions also going to mental health initiatives here in Sarnia Lampton. And uh, grateful to the Stone Kickers. And a shout out to my friend Chris, who's been uh, kind of the lead on putting all this together. So thanks for being here today. All right, well, now we're going to continue on to talk more music, but we're going to really switch gears in another direction here. Let's, uh, well, we saw, we said classic but we're going to go classical now. And uh, someone I haven't seen in a long time, but I'm happy to have here today. Colin Graff, thanks for joining me. Oh, you're welcome, Dave. Good to see you. How have you Thank been? I'm good, thanks. Thank you for the invitation to be on. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we, we've we've sort of tried this over a couple of years, and then we've bumped into each other and said, oh, we got to do that. Mm. And um, yeah. this, this just popped up. And now um, let's talk about you. You're a classical guitar player. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's, it's it's interesting. You just had a pair of guys on there with a band who could like to talk a lot about classic rock. And I know that I've had the experience when I say I play a classic guitar and people say, hey, is that like classic rock? Is that like Led Zeppelin? And I say, <laughs> well, no, not exactly. But I do have a version of Stairway to Heaven for acoustic guitar that I play. But, oh, okay. Um, but no, when we sometimes people say classical. Some people just say classic guitar. Um, it's generally, it's music that's played on nylon string guitar and it's generally, you see a fellow who looks, or I'm sorry, or a, a lady who looks, um, in a slightly different position than most guitarists. You'll often see the, uh, the, the, uh, the left foot up on a stool and straight back chair kind of thing. And yeah, like that. <laughs> and, um, so that's often you find the musicians are playing in a fixed position like that because it just creates stability and it creates sort of predictability and you know what you're doing with the instrument. Yeah. How long, how long have you been, uh, like I've known you a few years, but how long have you been playing classical guitar now? 
Um, well, I started as a I started as a kid, and um, eventually I got to a point where um, I didn't have anyone in Sarnia who was a, a teacher. Um, I ended up going to uh, London for uh, lessons there, and I from a good number of years I pursued a career and family. I didn't play very much. I hadn't made a career out of it, and then um, something over. 10, probably closer to 20 now, years ago, I came back to it. And um, it's just been something I enjoy very much is uh, the practice time and the playing for people. Yeah. I I, I think it was uh, it was probably about a year ago. I think it was, uh, I'm going to say, Cheeky Monkey that I saw you play at. Mm -hmm. uh, it was quite some time. And I, I just, uh, and I, I don't play uh, guitar. I, I tried to learn, you know, I don't know, 30 years ago and then, uh, I don't know. I just wanted to go out and party more or something. So I didn't, but <laughs> I did. I really had an appreciation for anybody who plays guitar or any instrument, but then the classical guitar, and I've seen some amazing performances from different people. It's just so precise to play that, that that's got to have so much focus going on. It does. It, you know, it, it does. It, it's certainly not something that happens overnight and I'm, I'm, I'm not a professional, and uh, and so it's it's work for me. Nothing comes, nothing is ever, nothing in the guitar has ever come super easily to me. So I I practice a lot, and I you know I try and uh, create a mood. I try and create uh, good music, well played, and it's not always music that people would say, "Oh, well, that's classical music." You know, it's music from you know from 100, 200, 300 years ago by composers with European names. I some of the some of my favorite music I like to play is is for instance music. Uh, it's for acoustic guitar mostly, yeah. um, by musicians who are some from the uh, the English prog rock tradition. Uh, the two Steves are two of my favorites, Steve Howe, um, who was guitarist with Yes at Asia, and Steve Hackett, who was a, a guitarist at Asia. I'm, I'm sorry, with Genesis, and they both had long um, careers as solo musicians as well. So they figure quite prominently in what I do. Um, I also like to create something of a seasonal program for this time of year as well. I'll be doing that at the, some of that at the Lawrence House is coming Friday for First Friday. Yeah, so um, what are you going to take, like Silent Night going to be in there and those type of things? Yeah, or? it will be. It will be. And uh, sometimes, you know, you find that if you, even if it's not a particularly new arrangement, but if you take a, a familiar tune and put it in a different kind of instrumentation, like on guitar, it, it does take on something of a different character uh, yeah. or a different personality. But I do have a, a few things that are in different arrangements. Um, I have one medley of a few that I've uh, sort of put some different, Christmas melodies together in, um, in in a new kind of way. I am doing some pieces uh, from the Nutcracker Ballet. Oh wow! Um, and um, and some you know some straight Christmas carols that are more familiar as well. Yeah. Well, I, I think it uh, it'll be it'll be entertaining and to come and watch you. You mentioned the Nutcracker. Um, I remember mm -hmm. going and seeing that in Toronto. I think I was like eleven years old. And it's just one of those those sounds and, and just certain pieces of music you they just stick with you you, you never forget right mm -hmm. um, and you're you're a, you're a journalist as well is that correct yeah and and I've I've been teaching for a good many years I teach elementary school right? yeah right yeah, so yeah. that that journalist side of you is this uh, I mean that's an a, a expression you know writing is a way to express so would you call this like an alternate way of you expressing yourself besides being a journalist 
oh yeah, this is the uh, uh, the creative, emotive, you know, kind of uh, side to a person, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It you know, I have a history in in music, family history in music, and it's uh, it's certainly a big part of 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 who I am as a person. Yeah. Yeah. And are you teaching, do you teach music in, in the elementary system as well? Or is, is this a part of, of what you get to teach? Uh, I don't teach guitar in school. I don't teach guitar. No. I, you know, no, we do have some, I do have some, a few music classes where I'm teaching. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. And uh, I, I always got to ask this question of someone who plays the guitar. How many guitars do you have? <laughs> very few. Okay. <laughs> very few. I am not a guitar collector. No. Though, I, though, though my wife says I d definitely have the collecting gene, I do not have the guitar collection. No, not right. really. Not, uh, so, so we, do you have just one, or do you have two? Or well, I really only have two two guitars really right now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'd love to add to that, but <laughs> right, right. Well, you can, maybe when you retire, maybe you're right. You know. <laughs> What, uh, maybe, what if I, maybe if I don't retire. Yeah, there you go. What kind of guitar are we looking at here in this uh, picture that we're showing off? Well, that's my time? that's my my regular classical. It's uh, just it's a it's a standard um, Yamaha off the shelf model. It's uh, nothing, not a particularly um, fancy or you know elaborate instrument, but it's uh, it's a nice solid instrument. It's been with me for a lot of years, and uh, yeah, she and I get along pretty well. There you go. Now yeah. the Lawrence House uh, again. You're going to be playing there this uh, first Friday in December. Uh, this Friday coming up. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's going to start at what seven o'clock, right? Yeah. Yeah. And um, is there is there a cost for people to come in? Or are you no, no, no. It's a, it's a casual thing. It's not really a concert. I'm I'm just playing. I'm playing upstairs. There's another. Uh, there's an authors event going on upstairs, and there are also um, there's usual the art exhibits are downstairs. Um, and I imagine there may be some refreshments. I'm not 100% certain what's what's going on, um, but um, I'll be playing in one of the rooms upstairs, and there will be seating. So people are welcome to come and have a seat for a little while. No, no need to. Uh, you don't have to stay for intermission. It's not a formal concert. Right. You know. Yeah. And do you take requests? Um, I, as I said, you know, I have a few Christmas items. I yeah. don't have you know, just about every Christmas piece of music under my belt. So I, I'm not sure really if I'm uh, going to be taking a lot of requests, but I do have some of my other music I'll be playing as well, though. So Right. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And our friend, uh, our friend Kelly is out there. I think I already know the answer, but I, he wants to know, will he be playing at the sixth annual Rock and Roll Christmas? <laughs> no, I haven't been invited. But I, I am I am available for bookings for uh, Christmas uh, events or Christmas parties or, or you know uh, things that are going on. So I I do have some availability if anyone's interested. Yeah, and they they can just go to your. We've got your uh, your Facebook page up there uh, yeah. on the screen. Is that the best yeah. way to reach you? Um, it's a good way to reach me for sure. Um, through the Facebook page, through uh, Facebook Messenger on there. Um, that's probably, those are probably the best ways to reach me right now. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping and, I get on a, my, I was just going to oh, add go ahead, that on sorry. my. Oh no, on my page I do have some links to uh, some um, some audio recordings of some. Oh things. yeah, I was yeah. listening to some. You're on SoundCloud. Yeah, 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 yeah and it's and linked uh, in through the Facebook page there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was listening, and I was like, "Wow!" I just uh, I kind of closed my eyes and try to imagine even 
doing that, let alone actually pulling it off. But, Just don't tell me you uh, closed your eyes and went to sleep. That's all. No, I did not. No, no, no. I, I spent, uh, actually I was, I was listening for, uh, I was on there for a good half hour, 40 minutes, listening to all the different ones. Well, some from a few much. years ago to recently. And, uh, yeah, yeah it was, yeah. it was, uh, I had them playing in the background while I was doing some work here in the studio. It was very, very soothing. So, uh, and you're certainly very talented at it. Uh, Thank so you very much. I, I, I commend you for that. And uh, Colin, thanks so much for joining me here today. I'm glad that we yeah. finally were able to get you here on the on the show. You're most welcome, Dave. Thank you for the invitation. And I hope look this- forward to uh, trying. I hope I can get down there on 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 Friday to see you perform. Well, that'd be great. And I hope to see. I hope lots of others uh, viewers can join us too. Thank sure. you very much, Colin Graff. Thanks very much for joining. And you can join him down, uh, Colin Graff, when I say him, down at the Lawrence House coming up this first Friday. And that will begin at 7 o'clock. It's free to go down and, and check it out. And if you haven't been in the Lawrence House in a long time, um, a great opportunity to see what else, all the, the great art. And it's a real, it's a cultural spot for sure. And uh, I think we should get more people from the Lawrence House on here to join us. And right now, Colin Graff going to be down there again, first Friday at the Lawrence House and we're really grateful for him to spend time with us here today. All right. Well, just before we go, we want to say a few thank yous. I've got to say thank you to the supporters, right? AG Event Graphics for banners, car wraps, uh, anything to do with signage. You can get a hold of AG Event Graphics and visit them online at askguy.ca. Uh, they've been supporting us for eight years here on the show. Very grateful for that. And our friends at Joe's Discount Tire. It's that time. If you haven't got the winter tires on yet, Go see them. They're just down at the end of Indian Road there just before the overpass, right? Heading into Plank Road. Joe's Discount Tire, thanks for your support. And, of course, bringing you the Sarny Sting recap, our friends at Oswald's Diner, now open till uh, certain days of the week. I don't want to say exactly when, but certain days of the week, open till 6.30 now. Thanks to Oswald's Diner for their support. And Active Ears Hearing Centers, Better Hearing Begins With You. Very grateful for that. And I always got to double check, double check, one more, just to make sure. Okay. Um, Also, if you can't watch or you don't want to watch, but you'd rather listen, I say that every week. um, Anywhere you can find podcasts, you can listen to me, put me on your wristband. I guess you can put me on a watch now, right? Or ear pods or ear pods. Anyway, if you want to listen to me, take me to work, take me on the road. Anywhere uh, podcasts are found is pretty much where you're going to find me. So thanks to everybody for watching. Thanks to all of my guests. Of course, we want to say thanks to Miles Vanny from the Inn of the Good Shepherd. Their cash calendars now on sale. We'll be posting all the links to everybody we just talked to uh, up after the show as well. And of course, the Stone Kickers are going to be a part of SADFest coming up this Saturday, December the 7th. And don't forget the Santa Claus Parade is going to be available as well. I'm going to be doing the parade and then wrapping up, and then I'm going to be heading down to the Moose Lodge to go see them. And then uh, on First Friday, of course, we just talked to Colin Graff, classical guitarist. Looking forward to that as well. Thanks to all of you for watching. That's all the time I got for you this week. Have a great week and an even better weekend. I will see you next time right here on the show. Bye-bye for now.